Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. While you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Sophie, when it comes to my cooking, this is one of your favorite subjects. Cooking fails. That's right. My failures in the kitchen. (laughs) Listen up, everybody. There's plenty of them. Yeah, we got a few. Sophie. Yeah. I'm going to make you lobster mac and cheese. Which is hilarious. Well, you hate this dish. (laughs) I mean, let's let's call it what it is. But... I just don't think it's right. You don't think it's right as a concept? Listen, I would love to love lobster mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese and I love lobster. I just don't think lobster and cheese together is great. You know, I have to say, like, as my daughter, you have been a very positive supporter of my cooking. I mean, obviously, my cooking is an important part of my life. And it's always been nice that you've been an admirer of of the food that I cook, for the most part. Would you say? Definitely. Okay. I think you're great. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) It's just because you're hungry. 
Always. If I don't see you for a couple of months because we're like on one side of the country or of the other, I always feel like when I see you, it seems like you haven't eaten for like since I left. That's probably true. I know. Well, I love cooking for you. But anyway, so I had this one moment that we always laugh about, which was I had just come back from doing a show called Throwdown that I did, you know, many moons ago. We did a hundred and, I don't know. That was such a fun show. 20 episodes, 120 episodes or something, tons. Throwdown was so fun. And basically what would happen is, for those of you that never saw it, you know, we would go find people who were really like well-known in their community for a certain dish. And then I would kind of practice that dish and then we'd show up and, you know, challenge them to a throwdown. It was very friendly. I mean, it was not, you know, life or death competition in any way, shape or form. It's really much more about showcasing the, the, the people who are cooking the food and, you know, traveling. It was so fun. Anyway, we did a lobster mac and cheese throwdown and I came back. I was like, I'm going to put it on my menu at Bar American. So I created the dish for the restaurant and I put it on the menu and you were there like night two. That it, it was on the menu? Yeah, it was like it just, it was either the first night. <laughs> I was there all the time. <laughs> I know, it was either the first night or like the second night that it was on the menu. And I remember, I remember exactly what table we were sitting at. We were sitting at right behind the, the maitre d' stand. Yep. You remember this? Yes. This was a long time ago. So I know. And I brought out the mac and cheese, or somebody brought out the mac and cheese, and you tasted it. You were like, I don't like this. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Like, I had never heard you be so, like, determinate about something that I'd cooked you before. And you were young. You must have been, how old were you? 12? Must have been. Maybe younger. Yeah, but you still had a really sophisticated palate for your age. And so I'm sitting there listening to you talk to me about why this dish doesn't work. So why don't you explain to me what you think? What, what, What did you say to me? Do you remember? I don't remember what I said to you. But do you remember why you didn't like it? Because I don't think cheese and lobster really go together. In general? Yeah. Well, you're eating it right now. What do you think now? It's pretty good. <laughs> I kind of still feel the same way. Yeah. I, I think what you said to me, and this is what really got to me, <laughs> was that you, don't, you didn't think it was sophisticated enough for the restaurant. I thought it was tacky for the restaurant. Tacky for the restaurant. Okay. Well, I mean... Y- Anyway, I took it off the menu. Immediately. I know. Like, you literally <laughs> got to me. You struck a nerve in me. And, like, usually when somebody says something to me like that, I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate your opinion. But I'll take it on further, you know. Anyway, but you said something. It was almost like I was thinking it too. <laughs> right. And then you said it to me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't need to have this on the menu. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that happens is like when something, when I don't feel like something is really striking a chord in the best way on the menu, whether it's like from a conceptual standpoint or whether it's from a execution or taste standpoint, I just take it off because if it's not, if I'm not happy with it, I'm just going to think about it constantly, literally wake up in the middle of the night thinking about the dish that shouldn't be on my menu. So it's just a lot easier for me to say, strike it. Let's do something different than have something on the menu that I think is going to compromise the integrity of the restaurant. Always. So I always say, like, best case scenario, take it off the menu. I mean, I've done that plenty of times in my life. Well, that was a higher-end restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, a crab shack, a seafood shack on the water, you know, very New England. 
And like, I would love to see like a lobster mac and cheese show up there. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. I just felt like. So if you had it at Ed's Lobster Bar, you'd be like, I'm down with this. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Even Ed's is like not, I feel like Ed's is still a little, you know, a little more upscale than like, like I'm thinking about like the chowder shack that you, like when you're going out from like. Bostwick's. Sure, like at Bostwick's or like, you know, if you're about to get on a ferry to like cross the sound or something or whatever. Oh God, I love that you're setting them the scene. Well, here we, here we are. So okay. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to set the scene of, of what, I, what it means because I'm not saying it's a bad dish. Okay, so you've bought your ferry ticket <laughs> and you're standing <laughs> and on I'm the dock. And I'm loading up on chowder yes. <laughs> and, and lobster mac and cheese. Right. Yes. And it's a plastic tablecloth on all of the tables. And I'm satisfied. All right, so I'm going to put it in the steaming water. Okay. This is like a pound and a half lobster or something like that. It's going to take seven or eight minutes to steam. You don't want to oversteam it because we want the meat to be nice and tender. Now, we're also going to make the mac and cheese part of this. So I have some pasta shells that I'm going to cook in some salted water. And then we're going to make the cheese sauce, which starts with a bechamel. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So a bechamel is one of the first things you learn in culinary school. It's like a classic French cream sauce. So it's the base of a lot of sauces. When you make a Mornay sauce, which is a French cheese sauce, you start with a bechamel. So basically, you make a roux, which is flour and butter, equal parts. Okay. And then you add scalded milk to it. That's going to be the base of it, and then we're going to melt this cheese in there. So I got three different cheeses. We have Monterey Jack, Fontina. Monterey Jack has very little flavor, really. It's a good melting cheese, though. I love Fontina, though. Fontina's got a really good nutty flavor. So good. And it melts well. It's got both. And then a little bit of white cheddar, which is going to have some sharpness to it. So we're just grating this on sort of the, the big eyes of the cheese grater so we can pump this into the bechamel and that's going to make the base of the sauce. And then you fold the cooked pasta shells into the sauce and then you have mac and cheese. So good. Is it good? You're it's so good. Why are you eating all my cheese? Because it's so good. I know, but I need it for the dish. I wonder if I'm going to have a change of heart. You might. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is allison Bree. welcome allison we got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album the one that was like you've already won me over oh that's a good one yeah it's a very slow all the options in spite of me (laughs) like what did we do it's so slow don't forget to listen to 20 questions on deadline thank you again allison thank you Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. So that story is really sort of the catalyst for this conversation. I will tell you that the the dish that I think about more than anything, even more so than this dish, because that was just a really good story between you and I, is I had a restaurant called Bolo for 15 years, a Spanish-inspired restaurant. It wasn't, uh, you know... It, it was. It, it wasn't authentic. It was. It was. It, 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 we were inspired by the ingredients and the flavors of Spain, and it, it was very successful for 15 years. My very first review from the New York Times there was from Ruth Reichel, and she talked about she talked about this dish that I created called the lobster and duck paella, which I thought was going to be the signature dish of the restaurant. Sounds weird. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to say this to you. You weren't even born when this dish came out, okay? Because <laughs> yeah, well. this was 1994. I'm actually reading the review right now. It's oh, my God, it still exists? Ni- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't during the hieroglyphics. <laughs> okay, this is 24 years ago. 1994, okay? So Ruth no, Reichel 26. was the, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you were born in 96. So yes. Ruth Reichel was the, uh, you know, the very formidable restaurant critic at the time. Ruth is great. I mean, we all know her. She was she was in the L.A. Times, actually. She was the L.A. Times critic. Then she came to the New York, was a New York Times critic. Oh, cool. And then she ran Gourmet, I mean, for until, oh, awesome. until it kind of went, went away. But, you know, we all love Ruth. She's been a great, a great supporter of everything food in this country. And she's got, obviously, you know, an amazing palate. Anyway, this was her description of my paella and duck dish that was was set out, in my opinion, to be the, the signature dish of the restaurant. And you have to remember, everybody around me told me it was not working. And I was like, you guys aren't right. Okay? Paella with lobster and roasted duck also seemed like too much of a good thing. Ordinary paella is a well-conceived dish, but here it becomes a lot of mushy rice garnished with sweet duck and some poor lost lobster that looks as if it fell into the dish and wonders how it's ever going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> So I literally have always thought about the lobster like oh having a, like a thought bubble. How am I going to get out of this bowl? Oh, my God. I took the dish off the menu because <laughs> that, like that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is that every chef has you know, plenty of these moments. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we're, we're, we're always trying to be creative, and sometimes our creative juices get to a point where the execution doesn't work and things fail. That was probably my my most memorable one. But, you know, there's plenty of other dishes that don't work. When I went to Barcelona with Lawrence, my business partner, and we were, you know, we were checking out restaurant, we were, che- we were doing research for Gato before Gato opened. And I was in this restaurant in Barcelona, a really fantastic restaurant. And 
they had a dish there where there was, the server would come over to you with a hot earthenware dish, one of those casuelas. It was hot, like out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And they would crack two eggs right in front of you mm. and scramble the eggs. And I think there was like mushrooms. I think it was like mushrooms and scrambled eggs. And they did it to, to order. For some reason, I decided that I was going to make that a version of that dish, but I was going to I was going to flavor the eggs with artichokes and lemon. It was awful. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. It was terrible. I don't even know what I was thinking about. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, I, like that doesn't even sound like you. I know, and, and but 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 that dish turned into one of the most successful dishes, which was scrambled eggs with romesco and toasted almonds. Literally the best. Yeah, I dro- I'm like drooling thinking about that. So I'm making a roux with some equal parts butter and flour. We're just gonna whisk that together. And then we have milk on the stove that we're just gonna bring just to a simmer. And we add that to this. And what happens is the flour and the the roux will thicken the milk. Got it. So you have like a thicker sauce. And then you add the cheese to that. Mm. And you have a cheese sauce. Then you add the macaroni to it. And then you have mac and cheese. Then you add lobster to that. Then you have lobster mac and cheese. (laughs) That's That's basically the way it works. Right. I think our lobster's almost ready. You're looking at this lobster like, can I just have some drawn butter, please? Yeah, so I love, love lobster. How long has it been here for? I have no idea. And how long did we put it in? Maybe six minutes ago? Yeah, I think we need another minute. So you see we have the scalded milk there. So we're going to add the milk to the, to the flour. And you can see, so this is going to thicken up. See, as this mixture starts to cook, and boy, see it's starting, starting to thicken a little bit? Yeah. And then when you add the cheese to it, it's even going to thicken more. Do you ever make mac and cheese for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Never. Yeah. All right, so we add some cheese to this. How's that mm, look? That looks so good. Doesn't so it? creamy. A little black pepper. Yeah. See, this is the key to good mac and cheese right here. Good, silky, creamy cheese sauce. Yeah. Lots of flavor. And it's it's white. It's not orange. No, that, it's not. That, that's, for me, that's a turnoff for mac and cheese. Is it? Yeah. That's, that's cheddar, right? No, it's usually American. Oh, American. OK. A little salt. Nothing like a little mac and cheese. And lobster. <laughs> Take our lobster out. Ooh, he's bright red. <laughs> That's what happens when you cook them. What about that salmon that you oversalted? Oh my God, that was hysterical. I wasn't there for that, I don't think. But it's a fi- Oh, I heard about it. Okay, I'm going to say. It set- was the talk of Amagansett. Okay, I am going to set the scene for this, okay? <laughs> I have a bunch of people that come to my house. And Amagans, it's the, the name of my house is Rosé Country Day Camp. So uh, clearly we drink a lot of rosé there. And, you know, it's mostly in the summer. And I cook three meals a day for everybody, all right? And which is, I'm not complaining about it. I love doing it. So basically I'm literally cooking in my bathing suit. I'm in the pool, out of the pool, but in the cabana, back to the kitchen. Like I'm constantly like, there's always something on the stove or the grill or something. I have this dish that is... It become a staple of one of, of the summer. Like we, I make it two or three times a year, and it's a hot smoked salmon. So it's a whole side of a salmon. So picture a whole fillet of a salmon that's probably four or five pounds with the skin on, and you cure it for like, I think you cure it for twenty four or forty eight hours. I can't remember. In like spices and salt and sugar and stuff like that, and some liquor, and then you wipe and you wipe off the salt and the sugar cut salt and sugar um, mixture and then you you smoke it on the on the I smoke it on the big green egg for an so hour so good yeah so slowly like 200 degrees so it's already cured so now you just finish cooking it 
and then I put a salad on top of it. Usually it's like some kind of like a summer fruit salad. So it might be like white peaches with Yum. like arugula and, you know, I don't know, some kind of croutons or whatever. Anyway, and I serve it room temperature. So it's like a salad and a fish dish all in one. It's a good lunch dish. Mm-hmm. So we're like, there's like eight of us sitting around eating. And I'm, I'm always the last one to eat because I'm always putting out the food. I put it, we, we always serve everything family style. People walk up to the kitchen island. They take a plate and they take some food and they go and sit down and eat. So, and I, listen, it's a lively crowd, <laughs> right? So there's lots of chatter always. Everybody's sitting down. And it's really quiet. And then I sit down. And I taste the salmon, and I hadn't wiped off enough of the salt mm. mixture, and it was inedible. <laughs> and I was like, I look up, and I'm like, is this really salty? And everybody's like, thank God. Because <laughs> basically, I was killing people. They didn't want to hurt your feelings, yeah. No. How do you, it's, it's so funny you brought that up. It's so funny. I have probably cooked. 1,200 dishes for these people. I'm not kidding. Right. And the one dish that I crushed, that's the one that everybody wants to talk about. Right. It's so funny. funny. But it's true. And so now whenever I make it, everybody's like, is it going to be okay? (laughs) Please don't be salty. But you know, you need salt to cure it. So it is what it is. Hey, it happens. (sighs) How about the next show? We'll talk about some, I don't know, cooking successes. and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. 
plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Sophie. Sophie actually was afraid that the lobster was still alive. Oh my god! It's been in the hot water. I heard some minutes. shaking. Heard some shaking going on. Oh my god! This lobster smells amazing. Here, here's the mac and cheese. Look at this. <gasps> Yum. I mean, the key to good mac and cheese is to make sure it's really creamy because the pasta is going to absorb the cheese sauce little by little, and then it dries out. Especially if you're going to put it in the oven. All right. So now I'm just going to take the tail off here. Chop up this lobster meat. Nicely cooked. Beautiful, yeah. My favorite part is the claw. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, look at that mac and cheese. Mmm, looks so good. Looks bueno. Si. Is it cheesy? Yeah. Oh yes, it's cheesy. Okay. So I'm gonna take a little bit of the mac and cheese, some of the lobster, a little parmigiano, I think a little fresh parsley. Yeah, the cheese sauce really gets absorbed by the pasta. So you want to make sure that you make it sort of like almost overly saucy in some ways. A little breadcrumbs to top it off. Panko breadcrumbs. There you go. Lobster mac. Great. Let's eat. So I had a lunch date here the other day. Okay. And, you know, I love cooking for people. Yes. In general. I mean, it's, the, it's really the way that I show my, my adoration, my love, whatever you want to call about it, you know. That's, it's, it's, my, it's my language, right? So I love to cook at home. You know, I cook basically every single day, whether it's in my restaurants, on television, you know, shooting a show, or, you know, very often at home. And so I had somebody coming over for lunch and um, a little nervous about it. And I was like, I'll just make a dessert. You know, and which is really not my wheelhouse whatsoever. It's just not. I mean, that's why I like ice cream so much because I can scoop ice cream really well. So I have this olive oil cake recipe that I, I that I is actually a recipe that I did on Beat Bobby Flay. I love olive oil cake, and it had such a moment during the pandemic too. It's had such a moment during the pandemic. Well, olive oil cake. I mean, the olive oil is just a piece of it, but there's like, I, you know, it has almond flour in it and semolina so flour. Yeah. So it has like really good sort of nutty flavor and texture. You know, it's a really interesting cake. It's not, it's like, it's like pound cake that has, you know, a good attitude. Like, <laughs> no, it's like, it's like pound, it's like pound cake with like, you know, with personality. Sure. And you know, the extra virgin olive oil just, you know, it makes it sound like it's, sounds like it's healthy and it's got like, you can put like orange zest or, or lemon zest running through it. So I'm reading the recipe that I've done probably 10 times and I'm like, why do they want me to put parchment? Like, why is there parchment paper around the outside of the mold? And also like, they want me to, like in the recipe, it says that you should be, putting it in like a, a round cake pan. But I, instead of doing that, I don't have any idea why. I put it in a loaf pan, which is going to change the texture of it and the, and the density of it and the thickness of it, you know, based on how much batter you have, which also means you have to cook it longer. Anyway, so I was like, I'm just going to use some nonstick spray on the outside of the thing. It's not going to stick. There's olive oil in it, you know. And also, I'm, I probably skipped like two techniques. Yeah, I'm that's, sure. That's what I do, right? <laughs> but I was like, I was kind of in a rush. I was a little nervous. I was making some fresh pasta that day as well, you know, rolling out the pasta. And I said, why are you giving me the, that look? 
Just because I know where this is going. Yeah. So, and then I put it in the oven. I was like, all right, great. And so I, I was like kind of ahead of the game. And, you know, my, my lunch date was not here yet. And I was like, oh, but, you know, the, the cake looks really nice on that plate. And I was like, and then I turned the cake. I tried to get the cake out of the pan. And, of course, it sticks. Right. And it breaks in half. Oh, my God. So then I put the thing back together. <laughs> this is so With awful. what? Uh, this is what I do for a living, okay? <laughs> And then, well, I just kind of pieced it back together. And I was like, <laughs> she'll never notice. Oh, my God. And then I tasted it. I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> like, what did I do to this thing? You know, it's just, so I just like tossed it. I mean, I was like, I'm oh, not, my gosh. Like, I, I edited it off the menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, baking is hard. And you're right. You have to be so precise. It's not that it's hard. It's just that it takes concentration and it takes focus. And... When you try to mess with baking, like, it costs you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, if I'm cooking something on top of a stove and I can look at it, I can adjust it, I can mess with it, I can play with it, I can get it to the point where I need it to be. You can't do that with baking. Right. You put it in the oven and that's that's it. You're at the mercy. It's like flying, it's like flying in a plane. Like, you're not flying the plane, the pilot is. You're you're out of control. It's the same thing with baking. So. I I tried to make, like, blueberry and blackberry bars like a blueberry blackberry bar crumble situation i feel like you made these no i did not oh but well actually i tried and like i still to this day have no idea what i did wrong because i felt like i was following the recipe to a t and the crumble on top like just looked like flour yeah there wasn't it enough was butter in white. it it was just white there was it, not enough butter in it i had to throw the whole thing out did you try to bake it? Yeah. Oh, there was not enough butter in it. And where'd you get the recipe from? I, I, I can't find it now. You know what? Also, I considered not necessarily like a one-time fail, but I, I feel like an overtime <laughs> fail that I kept doing was cooking salmon wrong. And it wasn't until like maybe a few months ago when you taught me how to make salmon really well. Salmon. The best way to make salmon is to slow, slow, slow cook it because there's Which so I much. Which I didn't know. Well, salmon has an, um, an amazing amount of its own fat. And so what you do is you, you let the salmon's fat slowly heat up and basically it cooks itself in its own fat and it's just, it just gets so incredibly buttery. Meanwhile, I've, I've been cooking salmon on like 400 for like 10 minutes. But a lot of people do that and they get <laughs> know, that it's sear. Not good. And it's not good. It's so dry. I don't like rare salmon in the middle and seared on top. Like some fish are good like that. Tuna is good like that. There's a lot of fish that are yeah. good like that. that. Salmon is not one of them. No. The, the beauty of salmon is the richness and the fat, the good fats. And there's lots of omega-3s in there. And so like you want to utilize that fat as much as you can. So you slowly, 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 like literally cook it at like 240 degrees or something like that. Mm. It takes a long time, but it's great. Also, one thing I'm really, really bad at, I don't have to do it very often, is cake decorating. I've never seen you decorate a cake. So Buddy, the cake boss, yeah. your boy, yeah. came on and challenged me to a cake decorating thing on beat. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was so thrilled. Because you, you do understand that I'm the only one that wants to win. Everybody else wants me to lose. Right. Like my, my production team, everybody. Like, Wait, I need to, um, we, need, we need clips of this. There's 150 people rooting against me in every episode, but, but you, which is totally fine. Which is the, that's the fun of the whole show. And, and Buddy came on and whipped me. I mean, like, he was just like hysterical. <laughs> he was like, do you want me to help you? Like, it was like, it was so bad. 
I'm not even sure if it aired yet, but it was literally the worst cake looking cake in history. Like I was like, I'm gonna go Jackson Pollock on this, except Jackson Pollock is one of the great. What? <laughs> That's po- what you said to yourself. <laughs> Jackson Pollock is one of the great artists in, in the oh history of the God, world. Oh my God, Dad! And so I was just so basically that was me saying I'm just gonna throw a lot of like color at it <laughs> <laughs> with squeeze bottles or something. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you decorate a cake. I'm not good at decorating a cake because again, it oh takes a lot of patience <laughs> and like you know you have to be good with a palette knife. You know what else was a bit of a fail? <laughs> Which is so mean. I don't mean this in a bad way. But my birthday cake was a little dry this year. Did I bake it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. I baked you a cake? Yeah, but you said, you were like, I'm sorry, it's dry. I overbaked. I I think I I forgot it in the oven. Yeah. I think I forgot the cake part in the oven. Did I decorate it? (laughs) I mean, you put some chocolate frosting on it. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I don't know what you mean by decorating. So, so my cake sucked. In a bit. It wasn't. It wasn't a Pollock. That's for sure. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'll be buying your birthday cake this year. <laughs> Always hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 